are social media banks productive? You know, for the most part, no, they're not productive. People aren't using them in a way that's disciplined. All of a sudden, 10 minutes or 20 minutes passes by. It interrupts our deep work. Got to have that straight sense of flow to really do great work. When is it easier controlled? You're waiting on someone. Okay. You're, you're in the elevator. Yeah, sure. In your, in your bed for an hour when you could have been sleeping? Yeah. Not right. Welcome to the Self-Leadership Experiment, where we take an evidence-based perspective on all things organizational behavior. My name is Scott Dust. I'm a management professor, as well as a team member for an HR tech company. I'll be talking with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo, and we'll break down what's real and what's not, and what works and what doesn't work. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hey everybody, Scott Dust here with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo. This is the Self-Leadership Experiment, a blog, vlog, and podcast where we bridge the gap between all things organizational behavior. Today is a fun topic. Are social media banks productive? Yes or no? So I think this is fun in that, you know, for the most part, no, they're not productive because people aren't using them in a way that's disciplined, right? They can kind of be a time suck. We get really drawn in and we're not paying any attention. All of a sudden, 10 minutes or 20 minutes passes by. I think also there's a problem with it interrupts our deep work, you know, deep work to get really into it. You know, you got to have that straight sense of flow to really do great work. But then if you're interrupted every six minutes with a ping, it draws your attention away and it's hard to get back in. So it's bad when it's undisciplined, but I do think that you can be disciplined and do it well. I mean, if you're going in when you wanna go in with a defined amount of time, it can be helpful as a way to kind of take a break or psychologically recover. Um, and I've done a little bit of research about how social media can be a good thing and a bad thing when done right. And, and we can get into some of those research projects um, and, and kind of break those down in a second. But do you believe me? Do you think social media can be productive if done right? Or do you just think, no, there's just no way that it can be helpful? Well, I think, again, we, we just spoke about uh, another topic and, and I brought this common theme that is reoccurring. It's time management. Yeah. So are you able to manage your time effectively and take social media breaks? Uh, perfect, right? Like, everybody needs breaks. There's, there's better ones than, than, than not. Right. And, but I wouldn't say social media itself is good or bad. It's, are you in control of social media or is social media in control of you and your time? Right. So, right. Yeah. You gave really good examples in your, in your blog there. Right. Yeah. You know, when is it, when is it easier controlled? You're waiting on someone. Okay. You're, you're in the elevator. Yeah, sure. Right. Yep. You know, no time and you're in, in your, in your bed for an hour when you could have been sleeping. Yeah. Not right. Not right. Yeah. It's know the right circumstances and only allow those to be the opportunities. And actually on that last example, sleeping. So I just published a paper, uh, with, um, a few other colleagues, Hyung Liu out of London School of Economics, he and I have worked on a few different papers about mindfulness. And um, we published this paper in, in uh, Journal of Applied Psychology. And the premise was social media usage, uh, well, not social media in particular, but what we call cyber leisure before bed can be good or bad. So the vast majority of people, research illustrates, their leisure activity in the evenings before they go to bed is on their phone, looking at anything, scrolling, social media, whatever. And 
you know, it used to be TV, but now it's kind of diversified and now it's getting fuzzier. Um, but the amount of things, you know, the time that like we read or whatever else is kind of declining and just being on your phone is increasing. And so we found there's actually good and bad. So if you're engaging in cyber leisure before bed and you are more mindful, trait-based mindfulness, right? So a tendency to be present moment attention and awareness in a way that's non-judgmental. If you're higher, social media or cyber leisure can be good and that it leads to what's called psychological detachment. It just helps you relax and it enables you to then sleep better and the better sleep enables you to perform better the next day. However, if you are low on mindfulness and you're using your cyber leisure um, opportunity, it actually leads to bedtime procrastination. And it just makes your bedtime go later and later and later. Your sleep time goes down and then your next day performance goes down. So we, in a way, basically said, yeah, cyber leisure, which a lot of times is social media, it can be good if you're using it with discipline, you're using it the right way. So I also wonder this, are we, has social media taking up more of our time pre-social media? Or are we just filling it with TV, laptop? Um, what else did we used to do? Instant messenger. Yeah. Um, I guess that's still a computer laptop, but right. is it taking the place and more or is it just substituting? Yeah, I think it's both. I do. I think it's substituting, but I also think overall it's a little bit more. So I've seen some research and it's really hard to pin this down because it's like comparing apples to oranges sometimes. But I think that overall, the amount of hours that we're spending engaging in leisure that is online or using technology um, has increased. And I think it is replacing some of those things that we used to do, for example, engaging in community events or um, in leisure sports or in activities. There's this great book called Bowling Alone um, that I think is it's written in a way that is very much evidence-based that helps tell the story from many angles about how our sense of community has kind of dropped and, and our allocation of time tends to be in more individualistic activities than collectivist activities. And so a lot of that is, you know, we spend more time doing solo entertainment than what we did in groups. So that's just one example of, yeah, I do think we're spending more time with our devices and, and technology but I also think there's a substitution effect, right? Like, you know, we're on, instead of doing, you know, TV, we're doing Snapchat or TikTok. I, I do think there's some substitution as well. Yeah, I think where, where I would personally, like just reflecting in like my life, our family, like I think social media could be cleaned up or even just cell phone, like phone use, right? Is like, sometimes we're watching a, t we're watching a movie with the kids but we've already seen that movie 40 times <laughs> or we've only, or we've never seen it sometimes. Right. And rather than sit and watch the movie, we just get on our phones. Right. Or, you know, sometimes like bedtime goes awry mm -hmm. and you kind of like, before you know it, you're like, you just get on your phone and you're like, all right, I just need a mental break from the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, my son has gotten out of bed the last, you know, 10 times in the last 30 seconds. Right. Like, yeah, right. Um, so it's, it's hard to be, to be disciplined. It's like when, right. when, and when not to use it. Right. You need, you need boundaries. I think, mean, I think you mentioned that. Yeah. And, and I think specific to work too, there's lots of great literature on breaks and how beneficial breaks can potentially be. 
But I think an important and overlooked aspect of the benefits of breaks at work is that the break is only helpful in creating some of that psychological detachment that allows you to recover if it is as different from what you're currently doing as possible, right? So if you're typing up emails and jamming it out on Slack and looking at a screen and researching this, that, and the other, and then your break is to stare at a smaller screen and look at content, like that's not a break. Your mind doesn't know the difference. And so we might get a little bit of a dopamine hit, but it actually isn't as psychologically recovering. It's not psychological recovery in in the way that we think it is. And so a break means more like go get a snack or go take a walk or go talk to a colleague or something like that. Like those are breaks because they're different. They're a different activity than what you're currently doing. Um, Now, if you're dealing with your kid that is staying up until midnight because they just refuse to go to sleep and you're exhausted, you know, then yeah, maybe a social media break is going to help you get back in the game there and read yet one more book. Um, so yeah, everything has its moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Cool. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining more for more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things, organizational behavior, go to scottdoss.com. And from there, you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter and find more evidence-based insight through social media, YouTube, and podcasts. Thanks. And see you next time.